Growing Up, our brand new resource for churches and parents is out now. Woohoo! With Sunday school sessions, training videos, podcast episodes for parents and one for the whole family. All there to help our children navigate the confusion, filter the messages they're surrounded by and hear God's good story. All our Growing Up resources point to the Heavenly Father who loves our children even more than we do and has the answer to their biggest questions about who they are and how to live. Together, as families and churches, we can support each other to start good conversations about bodies, gender and marriage so our children can grow up hearing God's good story. Head over to the website faithinkids.org and find out all the details about growing up. Hello, this is the Faith in Kids Christmas podcast. We are all for families. We hope the whole family can listen in from three-year-olds to 18-year-olds and beyond. There's something for everyone. And Jam, I'm joined by you as usual. How does this find you? Are you counting the sleeps? That's the question we're all asking. Parents getting slightly worried, children getting more excited. And also, would you like slightly more chocolate on your advent calendar? (laughs) My working theory, Jam, is that every household in the UK has at least three kilos more chocolate in their homes for Christmas. And that's no bad thing, Ed. Absolutely (laughs) no bad thing. We should get on with our whip around question. What have you got? Jam, when were you last in the dark and what happened? When, When the lights go out in my house, usually it means that something's broken and fused and it's going to cost me money. The latest example of that was our dishwasher decided to slightly flood itself. It cut out, it tripped the switch, the lights went out. And so hopefully somebody from the company called Bosch are coming to look at our dishwasher because it involves electric and water and I'm not going anywhere near it because that is a recipe for electrocution. Wow, Jam, when when darkness falls in your house, things break. They really do. I find that when I'm on holiday, so I'm sleeping anywhere other than my own bed, if I wake up in the dark, I can't work out where the door is and I walk into walls, I, I always stub my toe. So, whip around question in your family, when were you each last in the dark and what happened? Go. Continue that discussion at your leisure. I'm sure you've got all kinds of bumps and bruises from the last time you were trapped in the dark. Ed, tell us about the story so far of this podcast this Christmas. If you caught us for episode one, you know that we blew our minds together. Like a caterpillar becomes a butterfly, 
so the Son of God, who has existed since before the world began, became a baby. Before Jesus, there was the Son of God. So we found out there was a big before, before the first Christmas. That's where we're at in the story of John, and we're only up to verse 4. A lot has happened already. The creation of the world's happened already. That's pretty big. <laughs> a lot happened in one episode of our podcast, Jan. I'm very nervous because our fun facts involve our mutual friend, Amy. I think I hear our special guest at the door. Let's open the door and find out who it is. Hello, guys, it's me. Can I come into the Lighthouse Fun Facts chat? <laughs> you certainly can. Oh, it's so exciting. Uh, I'm so pleased to be here. Guess what? I am possibly the person in, in the world who loves lighthouses the most. And that is exactly why we wanted you to be part of this podcast, Amy. So we're thrilled. My great-granddad was a Coast Guard. And I oh. have dragged my family to visit lighthouses in England, in Ireland, in Scotland, in Wales and in France... And the best thing about visiting lighthouses is with my family is sending Ed a photograph of us all and annoying him. <laughs> so our, our listeners might think that Amy is just for the purpose of this podcast getting excited about lighthouses. I cannot tell you how many model lighthouses are in it's her true. home, it's how true. many actual lighthouses they visit. I even get sent photos just of distant lighthouses on the horizon because I just cannot believe how lighthouse-based Amy's holidays are. And her family are always smiling. And I'm, I'm thinking, why are you still smiling about another lighthouse? My most amazing lighthouse souvenir was I once had a lighthouse toilet brush. It's, wow. it's sadly smashed, but there we go. Would you like some... Moving on, fun facts. <laughs> Would you like some fun... Before electricity... Lighthouses were lit with wooden fires, with gas or with coal. So imagine being the lighthouse keeper who had to go up all those stairs and keep the fires lit. And even before that, they were just big piles of bonfires on, on peninsulas so that the ships could see where the dangers were. There you go. Imagine having to lug all of those logs up all of those stairs because you think that that's an easy job, but actually... And then it would be it would blow out in the wind, wouldn't it? I mean, there are so Stressful. many variables. Stressful. All there, night, there. making sure that fire was lit. And yeah. different lighthouses have different patterns. So they're painted with different stripes or there is one with checks that I have visited. So mm. the sailors know where mm. they are, so they're in aid to navigation. Also, Because if they're all the same colour, they might think, we've been going around the same white lighthouse they, again and again. They, and so, oh no, that's stripey, that's, that's checkered. Absolutely. That one's, yeah. But you see, okay. Jam, then at night time, you can't see the colours. So what do you need? Every lighthouse has a unique light flash signature too. Oh. So if it goes like flash... Flash, flash, flash. You would then, oh, it's the address of this one on, okay. on the Outer Hebrides. So there you go. How amazing is that? Can I just ask, do ships really need lighthouses now? Um, I... Is this the awful <laughs> truth that we really have to admit is the fact that lighthouses aren't really necessary anymore? Jam, we all have to be prepared for every eventuality. And let's face it, technology can sometimes fail. So in yep. the event of all of your GPS stuff that they use at the sea going down, you still need your lighthouse to help you. Yep. And um, the last lighthouse, last lighthouse keeper, 
left in only 1998. Wow. There you go. That's not that long ago, really. So what's a lighthouse keeper, someone who lives in a lighthouse? You, we don't have anyone living in lighthouses anymore, is that we right? We don't have... People go and visit for short term to do maintenance mm. of the lighthouses, but they don't have to stay there to man the lights anymore. Wow. Amy, would you like so, to live in a lighthouse? I would love to live in a... In heaven, that's where I'll be. <laughs> The stripy blue one on the corner. Come visit. So, listeners, that is another episode of the Lighthouse Podcast. It's been a delight <laughs> to be with you. Amy, thank you very much for festooning us with your fun facts about lighthouses. We're doing that today because we're looking at that passage in John where we discover that Jesus came in to be our light in the dark. House. Oh, no. Light. <laughs> Bye-bye, Amy. Thanks very much, Bye-bye, Amy. Bye-bye, Amy. Bye-bye. See you later. Have fun. We're shutting the door now, Amy. And for this series, we have a brand new slot. It's called... Jam on John. John was Jesus's best friend. He wrote about the life and death and resurrection of his friend Jesus in his book, The Gospel. That's the one we're looking at. And one of John's favourite words is the word light. And in his language, in Greek, it's the word photo. That's where we get the word light from. It's where you get photons and photos. What's a photo, Ed? Well, in the old days, we used to have pictures that you could actually hold in your hands instead of just on a screen. And it was like shiny paper. Children, have you ever held a photograph in your own hands? I haven't tried to scroll it onto the next one. (laughs) Well, John uses that word 23 times in his gospel which is more than Matthew, Mark and Luke put together. So when you look at fairy lights on your Christmas tree, light after light after light after light, why don't you think about John and his gospel? And if you want to hear those words in action, then why don't we listen to the beginning of John's gospel? Listen out for the word light. Before the world began, there was the word. The word was with God And the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. All things were made through him. Nothing was made without him. In him there was life. That life was light for the people of the world. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overpowered the light. There was a man named John who was sent by God. He came to tell people about the light. Through him all people could hear about the light and believe. John was not the light, but he came to tell people about the light. The true light was coming into the world. The true light gives light to all. There's a restaurant in London where you can eat without any light. You sit at a table and eat in the dark. It's in a basement, so there are no windows. All the lights are switched off. It's not just a bit dark, it's totally dark. All the staff who work there are blind or partially sighted. They are used to the dark. But I'm not. Imagine eating there. You'd have to feel around on your table for your knife and fork. You'd have to poke around on your plate to find the food. Do you think you can put food in your mouth in the dark or would you miss and stick it up your nose? What about if you needed to go to the loo? How would you avoid falling over other people and other tables on the way? And I am not going to discuss actually going to the loo in the dark. Would you like to eat there? In the dark? 
Does it sound like fun or does it sound horrible? Maybe you could try eating in the dark in your home today. See what you think. John talks in today's passage about the arrival of the Son of God, Jesus, as like light coming into the world. Listen to the difference Jesus makes as light in the darkness. In him there was life. That life was light for the people of the world. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overpowered the light. Jesus arriving in the world is like a light being switched on in total darkness. Suddenly we can see, we can understand, we can make better decisions. Instead of bumping into furniture, we walk around it. Instead of pushing our fork into our drink, we can stick it into a potato. With Jesus in the world, it's possible to understand who God is, how much he loves us, how to live for him, how to trust Jesus each day. Instead of making decisions that hurt other people, we can choose to care for them. Instead of just living for what feels good, we can choose to be the best people we can be. Let me give you an example. You probably have friends who don't trust Jesus. In so many ways, I'm sure they're just like you. They play, they run, they laugh, they care for you, you care for them. Great! But to live without Jesus is like living in the dark. They can't understand how the world really is. They don't know who God is. They don't know how much Jesus loves them. And they can't make the best decisions to live like Jesus. If we're trusting Jesus, we have the light. It's not that we're better or we're cleverer. It's that Jesus has switched on the lights for us. We know who God is, so we're delighted to be in his family. We know we're loved by him. We can get to know Jesus better, so we keep finding out new ways we need him, new ways we love him. And with the help of his spirit, we can now make better decisions. Instead of getting angry and always wanting to win to get what we want, now we can choose to listen to others first, to look after them before we look after ourselves. And the darkness has not overpowered the light. Light always wins in the darkness. Darkness can never put out light. Jesus always wins. He always helps. He can't be stopped. And he will always look after his people. He will always look after you. This Christmas, we celebrate the light coming into the darkness. Let me pray. Father, as Christians, we look just like our neighbours. We look just like our friends. But John here explains that it's as different as light and darkness having Jesus in our lives. I thank you so much, Father, that you have given us light, not because we're clever or we're good, but because you're kind. I thank you that Jesus came into the world to give us light. And if we're trusting in him, we have that light and the darkness will never win. Father, thank you for Jesus. Thank you for Christmas. Amen. Amen. Lots to think about in Ed's Got Questions. Under fives, do you prefer to be in the light or in the dark? Fives to sevens, 
Is Jesus like the light or the darkness? 8 to 11s, can you give one example where trusting Jesus and listening to him has helped you to understand something? Over 11s, can you give one example where not trusting Jesus is like living in the darkness, not understanding or making the wrong choices? Hard questions. Have a go in your families. You can help each other. You can do that now and press pause. Or you can do that again at the end. And we are going to go over to another interview with John, the writer of the gospel. It's over to you, Liz. Thanks, Jam. And once again, I'm joined by disciple and gospel writer, John. Hello, John. Thanks for having me back. I want to ask you about the first few verses of your new book, where you don't talk about Jesus being born. You talk about the light. I don't understand why you do that. You don't understand. That's right. So you're in the dark. Yes. Oh, wait. See what I mean? No. That's what people say when they don't understand, that they are in the dark. They do. So what? You'd like me to shed some light on the issue? Yes. Oh, wait, I think I'm beginning to see now. Because of the light. That's what light does. It helps you see. Ah, I see. Have you seen the light? Yes, Jesus is the light. And he also lights up everything else. So we can understand it clearly for what it is. Which is why later in my gospel, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. He does. Oh, and I've just had an idea. Is it a bright idea? Well, yes. When Jesus heals the blind, it's like he's turning the lights on so they can see. Exactly. The whole of chapter 9 is about a man born blind. It starts out... I'm afraid that's all we've got time for. In fact, we've run over. Yes. Better light than never. (laughs) Get it? Until next time. Merry Christmas! Our friend Jeremy at Dumb Rocks has produced a brilliant Christmas album called The Glory of Christmas, and this one is called Our Light Has Come. Have a listen. Our light has come, the wait is over, a new day has begun. Our light has come, our light has come. Our fear is gone, our doubt has ended. The night makes way for dawn Our light has come Our light has come Noel, Noel Radiance of the Father in Emmanuel Noel, Noel God Emmanuel, the light has come
our light has come from this new album by Dumb Rocks, The Glory of Christmas. There are links in our show notes, or you could go to dumbrocks.com and you'll find everything you need there. Our time is up. We're nearly done, Ed. You could send us an email, couldn't you? That would be good, wouldn't it? I think our listeners don't realise, Jam, how much we love to hear from them. And uh, if you send us an email, we'd love to just give you a shout out in one of the next episodes before Christmas. We're at podcast at faithinkids.org. Tell us what you're enjoying, telling us how Jesus is blessing you. Go on, drop us an email. Okay, we're done. Thanks very much for listening. Speak to you next time. Until then, Merry Christmas. Have a brilliant Christmas, but listen to episode three first. Bye bye. Bye bye. Under fives, do you prefer to be in the light or in the dark? Fives to sevens, is Jesus like the light or the darkness? Eights to elevens, can you give one example where trusting Jesus and listening to him has helped you to understand something? Over elevens, Can you give one example where not trusting Jesus is like living in the darkness, not understanding or making the wrong choices? Hard questions. Have a go in your families. You can help each other.